Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hi. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Good afternoon, evening. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Uh, what time is it? I have no idea. <laughs> On today's show, it's comic book day, so we'll get comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. We will also get some comic book reviews from good old BJ Shea. Yeah, you will. We'll actually talk talk a little television because we uh, forgot to talk about a very important show that BG wants to talk about. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com and uh, or uh, where you can sorry. Words. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can uh, get all our information, blogs, podcasts, and more. Yeah. More. More. Or just BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. There you go. <laughs> that was like, I was a weird glitch in the Matrix. Like, my ADD kicked in. It was just like, no, no, no. The road's this way. Go here. Here. <laughs> Well, while you're getting yourself, uh, your bearings uh, straightened out there, let's talk with Scott over at Comics Dungeon. He does have some comic book recommendations for us for this week. Scott from Comics Dungeon. Now, it's been a little while because we've had the vacations and you were on your own vacation, but we need some comic book recommendations. What do you got for us? Yeah, uh, a a couple. We've got uh, Immortal Hulk. We've talked about Immortal Hulk several times. But uh, the third trade paperback's out, and uh, the poor Hulk, he's in hell. Literally in hell. <laughs> what? Like Mephisto <laughs> hell sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. And he comes, uh, uh, it's it's a bit of a, a, a mind F type trip, um, and he's uh, meeting people in his past. He meets up Ooh. with Rick Jones, uh, who, yeah, that's kind of cool, because Rick was his buddy, and... Um, and uh, uh, if you don't recall, Rick was the one that he saved from the Gamma Blast way back in the day. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, so that was kind of a little heartwarming. And Hulk saying, hey, why don't you come with me? He goes like, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I don't I'm, need to worry about that anymore. I'm cool. And he, he, he meets uh, General Ross, who had died. And he's like, wait a second. You're not dead. And... Uh, and he's like, yeah, I am. And, <laughs> and uh, well, I'm here, buddy. So I'm probably yeah, dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, you know, so he, he, he gets a little, uh, it gets a little psychological as he goes through and visits all these people. We get to visit his past uh, abuse from his father and, you know, just, just happy, happy stories. And, um, <laughs> Gosh, right. <laughs> right. And then uh, the story uh, continues to progress and he meets up with, uh, with uh, uh, Betty Ross or, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Betty yeah. Ross. Yes, Miss no, Ross. A <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Which one was America? Which one is this one? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah one of those. And uh, she she had actually been the Red She Hulk for a while, uh, and she was upset with Bruce because he degammed her, but. Um, 
but uh, it, they they kind of had a little bit of a reconciliation, but that didn't last long. And yeah. uh, uh, the ass hit the fan, and bad things happened. But all in all, if you're not reading the Immortal Hulk, it is seriously the best superhero comic out there wow. right now. Just go read it. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and that's one of these interesting things too, because with a trade paperback, you're getting how many how many issues usually run in these things, or how much is this? How many issues are this one? This one's five, and they okay. vary from five to six, depending. So that's uh, that's a pretty good way to kind of get into it too, because you have a bunch of uh, issues right there that you can see if this is going to be something that you want to get into deeper. Exactly. It's a it's a it's a two martini book. <laughs> I love that. Uh, now moving on from that, let's hit something on the DC side. On the DC side, we've got Superman Year One, and we we all know uh, DC loves their Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the Flash Year One a couple weeks ago, but uh, Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. are are back to do this. Frank Miller and John Romita did a, a key run in Daredevil uh, back in the day, so this is kind of bringing the 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 band back together. Nice. And um, and Frank Miller wanted to tell the origin of of Superman, but not necessarily the Superman you you know as well as you might think. This is the Superman from the Dark Knight Returns universe. Oh, really? It, yeah. So so we get an updated version of that and uh and you know, it's generally the same, right? You know, uh, Krypton explodes. <laughs> you know, these things happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, Jonathan finds the baby in the field and goes, hey, I found a baby. Let's go take it home to Martha. Because uh, why not? Uh, and uh, and it's, it's, it's an interesting take, but it does have some few twists. Uh, he really explores the relationship with Lana Lang, uh, which is his high school love. And it's a, it's a very sweet story. Um, and at the end, he's graduating from high school. And instead of going off to Metropolis U or what we're used to, he goes and joins the Navy. Interesting. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to explore the world and I'm going to start with the seas first. And we're like, oh. Interesting. Superman now, with military training. And that's, I mean, I, I, I kind of understand that if you're an actual kid from Kansas who wants to see the world because, you know, you can't fly anywhere you want to. So Exactly. It, I, yeah, that seems just kind of strange to me in that sort of term when you have all of these powers. But I guess the structure would be kind of an interesting twist on that as well. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it colors, uh, you know, the adult Superman and uh, how he deals with the military. Does he like it? Does he not like it? Mm-hmm. I, you know, so and I mean, hell, he doesn't need to be there. <laughs> he, he, he's got super strength and all that. He can go off whatever he wants. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. So it'll be kind of fun to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Again, so that was Immortal Hulk trade paperback number three, and then the Superman Year One number one. I love it. If you want more recommendations from Scott, it's really simple. You can go to comicsdungeon.com or go to their Facebook page and just shoot them a message. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Russ. Thank you so much, Scott. Again, comicsdungeon.com or their more charitable organization, c4c3.org. Uh, if you got any sort of a genre request, if you're like, I want to get more comic books about aliens yeah. or other things that are not aliens, I don't know, superheroes or, you know, men in tights or Thanos. Thanos, yes. There was a good, there was 
was a good comic run on Thanos, let me tell you. I can give you that recommendation. It was good, Joe. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, BJ, you've got your own recommendations, and uh, what have you been uh, reading? What have I been reading? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you bring that up. What else would I be reading but Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, big issue number 25 was, uh, I think, like a 60-some-odd-page issue. Jeez. Which uh, had a lot of cool stuff in there. I mean, it, it, you, first of all, you've got uh, not only uh, Ryan Otley and uh, Umberto Ramos doing the art. You have both doing the art. You said they've been switching off with issues. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre in this. Depending upon the storyline, you had one artist doing one storyline and then another artist doing another storyline, and they would go back back and forth. Weird. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's, uh, you know, we see that in, in TV shows and movies where you've got multiple storylines. Yeah. And so, I wonder, I mean, maybe I'm late to this party because I don't read a lot of comics, just a couple here and there, but yeah, there was a, there was a storyline involving different people and different characters, and each artist handled the storyline, which I thought was, you know, so, huh. yeah, Ryan Otley handled the whole MJ storyline, and then there was another storyline with Mysterio. And this is literally in the same comic book. In the book. same book, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, I thought wow. that was pretty clever yeah uh, and uh, yeah it's pretty cool Mysterio's in there he's uh, at the psychiatrist's office and uh, let's just say Mysterio's <laughs> being Mysterio oh, you know, he's and, being Mysterio's yeah I love that they actually have a Mysterio story arc you know in in, in time for the movie uh, Spider-Man Far From Home I thought that was really fascinating and interesting and of course, I mean that was just totally random, and yeah, uh, I don't know, understand why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know, don't know why they would do that. Uh, also, you know, they've got uh, some other stuff going on, and I had not even heard um, of this Keaton Patty person, who I guess is a comic who's done some, who's basically taken uh, uh, bots and had a thousand bots watch like uh, you know John Wick movies, Burger King commercials, and so uh, Keaton Patty's become an internet star, and they had Keaton Patty basically have bots come up with a script for a Spider-Man story and then they got Dan Hip from Teen Titans Go to basically do the artwork and you have this great mishmash of a bizarre Spider-Man story at the end of this issue. So it's a double-sized Spider-Man. It might be triple-sized uh, for issue 25. It was good stuff, man. I, got, I didn't know there was a female Electro. I don't know when that happened, but we have a female Electro now. <laughs> and she's, uh, you know, she's just as crazy as the original Electro, so glad to see her hanging out. Wow. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> good stuff. And MJ becomes a hero. Uh, you know, right on. Yeah, so MJ's a hero in her own way, which was kind of cool. That is awesome. And she used her superpower acting abilities to be a hero. Oh. Yeah, it's like it was, we all remember that MJ was an actress. Acting. And yeah, so there was that whole situation. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so love that. So it, it, it's a good issue. So I would say Spider-Man 25, Nick Spencer's still doing a great job. Love it. And uh, moving on from that, I would imagine that you would probably want to talk about the old FF? Yes. The title of this issue, issue 11, is License to Quantum Drive. <laughs> dude, wow, really? Dude, I got to love this. They're, really? You know, really? Here's why. You got to really? laugh because they have the fantastic car. They go driving around. They do. The kids are now teenagers. So oh, they, no. I mean, and they are trained to drive the, the, the vehicle. So they, Franklin is beyond his learner's permit. He has his yeah. well, license to own. Here's the problem. <laughs> yeah, he and Valeria know how to drive the fantastic car and all these quantum powered vehicles. But unfortunately, get a knock on the door of, of the new Baxter building or their, their headquarters at, on Yancey Street where the quantum drive DMV, it's the, it's the, it's the QDMV, <laughs> the 
Quantum Drive motor vehicle. Sure. <laughs> it's so stupid, it's actually quite funny. <laughs> and basically, they have to study for their tests, and Franklin and Valeria have to study for their test. And I will say, you know, Valeria's the smart one. She aces everything, and poor Franklin. I mean, he's a god, but he's not the brightest kid. Oh. Uh, and we get <laughs> poor to see, dude. see if, in fact, both he and or uh, Valeria get their driver's license in the okay. midst of, uh, well, S goes down while they're trying to get their okay, driver's license. Okay, because I'm trying to say, I'm like, you're talking about kids taking a driver's test. How is this going to be an interesting comic? I mean, just on the face, what you're telling me right here. You know, it, it, the Fantastic Four has always been uh, about them being uh, imaginots is what they were. Yeah. At their yeah. essence, yeah. they're really not fighting bad guys so much as they're just exploring these amazing places as a family. Mm-hmm. It almost is sort of like a, a Swiss Family Robinson Superhero comic is what it's becoming, especially right. with the two kids being grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uncle? You know, is Johnny is trying to relate to Franklin, going, "Hey, I'm the cool uncle dude, and if anybody <laughs> knows like, no, how to not. be a cool dude." And Franklin's <laughs> like, "Yeah, Uncle Johnny, you're kind of lame. I don't want to talk to you about the stuff I'm going through." <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's really Dan Slot. I think has found a way to update this book, but still keep the charm of what the Fantastic Four always was, which is that you know they're the, the, like the the essence of this issue is is they're being invaded by the multi by the microverse. The microverse is tired of being the smaller universe and they want to take over our universe. Oh no, little universe syndrome. Yeah, exactly. And so they have this character and she's kicking ass and she's going to take over our... And then there was a great way that she gets thwarted. And I love how she gets thwarted. Let's just say she gets thwarted by a teenager and how the teenager does this is basically by using his super teenage powers. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Because when you see the super teenage power, which, by the way, not a power that only one teenager has. Every teenager has this power. Oh, and this power no. saves the day. And I loved it. I thought very creative. I'm loving this book. I hope people are buying this because it, it really is great Fantastic Four stuff. But I think it's updated well. Dan Slott's doing a great job. I really dig it. Right on, yeah. man. Yeah. I love that. Uh, now, you, we were remiss. Uh, on Monday, we were going to talk about yes, uh, we were. a show. Yes, and we were. And unfortunately, we got a little wrapped up in Stranger Things. Oh, and there goes. Joe. Yep, Joe is leaving the room. He doesn't mind spoiling some things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Joe's going out of the room because you, in fact, have been watching Legion. Yes, Which is I in have. its final season. Yes, it is. And that's why Joe's leaving because he's watching it, too, but he hasn't been watching so far. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either, but I don't mind so much with Legion. Yeah, now I didn't watch. you can explain it to me. You're not yeah. going to understand. I'm not going to understand. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Uh, I haven't watched this past Monday's episode, but I've watched the first three episodes. Okay. And uh, here's the cool thing that happens, because people wondered, are they going to acknowledge his dad? It's been hinted at. We all know who his dad is. But will they actually acknowledge him? So far. Oh, yes. So far. We do get to see some stuff from the past. We get to see David as a little baby. We get to see the origin of how, how David's daddy met David's mommy in an insane asylum. David's daddy's name is Charles. Hmm. David's daddy's name, Charles, has mental telepathy powers. Mm-hmm. And, Vicky, you're going to love the actor that plays David's dad because David's dad knows a little bit about crazy since, of course, he was Daenerys' brother who got a golden crown. Really? Oh. Harry Lloyd is playing Charles Xavier. and Interesting. And, and he does a great job. Really? Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, he no, does no, a no great job. I know. No, no Stuart? <laughs> no, uh, I love I love. Harry Lloyd's portrayal because I've seen <gasps> Harry Lloyd he, Harry Lloyd also played part of the family in a great Doctor Who double episode uh, with uh, David 
Tenet back in the day. And, uh, and, and that's where I first saw Harry Lloyd's work. And then, of course, we know him as Viscerous, uh, Vesuvius, uh, Vasectomy, uh, you <laughs> know, Targaryen, whatever the hell his name is. I accidentally yeah, yeah, yeah. spelt his name, yeah. Hair. Like, yeah. Hair, hair, and I didn't get the right results. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Harry Lloyd uh, plays a good Charles Xavier. Also, huh. uh, Stephanie Cornel- uh, Corneliuson, who plays Gabrielle, which is basically David's mom. You may remember her. She was in uh, Mr. Robot, and um, yeah. so she's uh, had a good turn on that show. That's interesting, because I believe in one of the comics I read back in the day when Legion looked like a bunch of weird squiggles, Yep. Uh, I thought his mom was Moria McTaggart. Oh, well. In one of the comics I read. So I was expecting her to be the mom. That's interesting. Yeah, they, the character's name is Gabrielle, who's the mom, in, at least in this version of it. Uh, it is as trippy as all hell. Um, this is awesome because they have the power to take Legion down. They have the technology. They actually, you know what? They could take Legion down. As a matter of fact, they took Legion down not once but twice already this season. Wow. Mm. And you wonder, like, okay, even... It, so Is he going by Legion now? Uh, well, that's what I'm calling okay, him. Cool, he hasn't called him sure. Legion yet. But so David is still vulnerable. David was killed not once but twice, which I love the beginning of the show. What David the gets hell? killed twice. Yeah, Again, this show I'm is such a trip. Yeah. Yeah. You and, can't spoil and, it. And, and, and Farouk, of course, is also a good guy now, helping everybody out. Yeah. I actually really liked Farouk. Yeah, Farouk is good. He's uh, Farouk is fantastic. So how does David live? How does this show just not end after episode one, basically? Well, because we meet a new character by the name of Switch, a time traveler oh, who no. basically is recruited by David. And the way, I mean, it's so trippy how he recruits her. He doesn't even know why he wants her. I mean, they're interviewing each other and he's like, you know, she's got to jump through all these hoops to finally get in. David's got basically a harem. He's got a commune. So we, we uh, th- yeah, so it's cool. <laughs> a commune, Vicky, by the way, with a gigantic pig that has teats that uh, don't give milk, but give hallucinogenic gas to people that David creates through the liquid of something that comes what from him. I can't hell? imagine the oh. weird lucid dreams I'm going to have after yeah. watching this, this show. This is so right? trippy and psychedelic. It's awesome. But I love where this show is going as David just wants to be loved and he believes he deserves love. You remember that was his thing. That was one of the mantras from last season. Don't I deserve love? I deserve to be loved. But he's losing his goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and a time traveler is, you know, he doesn't have that ability of the powers that he has. And of course, he's, he's supposed to be able to end the world. Uh, um, the power he doesn't have is the ability to travel through time, which he desperately needs, and he knows he needs this. This is a cool thing. He knows he needs it, but he doesn't know why. And so he's interviewing the girl, and she's like, why do you need a time traveler? He goes, I don't know, in case I want to travel through time. And boy, does she get there at the right time, because as she's there, not once but twice during the interview, he gets killed. But she goes back in time to try to correct it, and eventually she does. Okay. Even though she doesn't really know who he is, doesn't know what he's about, but she sees these other people that look like the bad guys who have the ability to shield them from this, his mind. It reminds me, not the whole concept, but just this small part of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective yes. Agency, yes. which is one of those things where you're trying to figure out what's going on while the characters are, and you're learning as it's going on, and they don't know why they're doing these things a lot of the times, and then suddenly things start falling into place. It, it, look, if you love season one and season two, you're going to love season three. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it's officially wrapping up like that, that I think they knew. Hopefully so on their own terms will, on this, yeah. And it's the mm-hmm. pacing is the same. Boy, you watch this season already, and you realize the difference between this and Game of Thrones. When somebody knows and cares and says, this is how we're going to end it, and 
you can see the difference. And they aren't wrapping it up maybe just so they're going to start their Star Wars Yeah, series. exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the, you can tell these guys because it doesn't feel any different. I wouldn't know this was the final season unless somebody told me, which they did. And this is an interesting point on this, too, because uh, I watched a f- the first couple of episodes, and it was a little bit too much for me. Oh, but yeah. knowing that there is going to be a start and an end, and it's going to be 27 episodes overall, because the first season had eight episodes, second season had 11, and this last one will have eight as well. I, I feel like I'm more inclined to want to actually mm-hmm. go and like, n- maybe not binge it, but go back and watch it. Rewatch uh, it. Yeah, once it's all done. And here's the thing. There's no doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about the fact that this all got started because Charles was exercising this horrific demon. He went and met somebody who was like him. And mm-hmm. we, we learned this this season. We learned a little bit more about Charles and Farouk. The idea that Charles basically created the monstrosity known as Legion because he had to destroy another monstrosity that inhabited his little kid's mind at, at a baby's age, and then the, the fact that now they need this monstrosity to stop the bigger monstrosity, which is, I mean, and then you, my, I'm already going like, okay, even if they defeat Legion, well, what are they going to do with Farouk? Yeah. Farouk was the original monster. And this is one of those tropes that you will find with Charles Xavier where he has ideas and he has plans and he wants to do good. But at the same point, he creates a lot of monsters, especially yeah. in the comic book mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. So this is fascinating to see how this is all going to end. I do want one spoiler, though. Oh, wait, okay. Wait. Wait, Joe. No. I okay. told is he, you. Is he bald? Back. Oh, no, he's not bald. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's not bald. Come on, right, anybody. Yeah, come on back yeah. Not really a spoiler, but, but yeah. I was curious. Yeah, I, I was it. so happy when I saw him, though, and I thought, I love this guy, so uh, I was awesome. very, very happy. That is awesome. So you're definitely recommending it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and even though Joey's back, uh, one thing, I, Joey, you missed, but I said the pacing is the same. The style is the same, even though we know it's the last season. I don't know if you knew that, but yep. it, I mean, they keep saying it's the final season. Uh, it, it looks like the kind of season that they knew was going to be their final season that they've been leading up to. As opposed to Game of Thrones, where you could see it was a much different way Fast that season forward, went. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> the pacing's the same, and it doesn't look like it's the final season. You're like, okay, they're not in a hurry to get anywhere. I love this because Legion's never been in a hurry to get anywhere. Perfect. Well, now it is time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you got for us? All right, so we're actually going to talk Little Mermaid, but I really need to read this meme to you guys. A Little Mermaid? A Little Mermaid, <laughs> a little mermaid news. Oh, I get it. We're going to talk a little Little Mermaid. Uh, yep. Yes. <laughs> All right. So one day, yes. you get a knock on your door. Okay. Oh, good day. When you open it, you see the protagonist from your favorite book standing there wide-eyed. I know you won't believe me, they say, but you're the main character of my favorite book. I know how it ends, and I'm here to change it. Oh, thank God, my life is really spiraling out of control lately, you say, relieved. Harry Potter pulls out a handgun. I think you have a misunderstanding of uh, the point of this visit. Wow. But if you... What is your guys' favorite character from a book? I was just going to say Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's the first thing that came to mind. I mean, there's a lot of guys, but I'm going to go with Harry. That's okay. Harry's I like Harry. Wow, it's been such a long time since I've actually sat down and read a book. Well, look how that far back I was. <laughs> I mean, we could do. I haven't, yeah. I, I mean, feel like comics are. I would think yeah, Peter Parker then, at, sure. At this point, maybe in books, I would say maybe the Wheel of Time made character Randall Thor. Um, but I haven't, I, didn't, I haven't even finished that series. But well, like, man. My new favorite, if we're going to go comics, my new favorite character these days is Franklin Richards because he is going oh. through teen angst because they basically age him yeah. when, they, when they brought him back because that's how long they've been gone and he's his character story arc is very very interesting so I'm going to say Franklin Richards I like where this angsty teen whose power is slowly but surely leaving him uh, I like I like what Dan Slott's doing with that character 
Uh, Joey, do you have a favorite? I can't think of a favorite character. Comic book? Nope. Uh, nope, not nope. really. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I haven't read, like, all the books I tend to read are, make fun of me, poetry. Oh, uh, really? I like poetry. That I would not have guessed. I love poetry. Wow. Uh, That's a shocker. I don't think I knew that about you. Yes, I have a couple of poetry books I've read well, recently. Well, aren't you fancy, Miss uh, Elliot? Miss T.S. Elliot. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, X-23 is probably one of my favorites. Actually, Gabby in the uh, X-23 series, the new, uh, new, all-new Wolverine. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Gabby. Yeah, right. I thought it was going to be a runaway. Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't read this yet, uh, the all-new Wolverine, X-23 confronts a bunch of basically the clones of her. What? The only difference, they have claws and everything. Clone they club. don't heal, but they don't feel pain. Oh. And so they're trying to go after and it's kill all these people, and so she's trying to stop them. It's the reverse situation. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel pain, but, but she's going to die. Yes. Okay. However, again, spoiler alert, they end up with one of the clones left, and she's the youngest. She's probably like 14, 13 years old. And she, you find out, can heal. And she's got oh. claws. I, I think only she's got the claws. I don't think the other characters have, or the other uh, so, clones so have. So basically bo- bo- clone bits. these people and then basically just put the ad- the, uh, the armor on and the claws, all the adamantium yeah, inside well, of them? Yeah, well, you have to have the bone claws first so the adamantium sticks. Oh, that makes sense, yes. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that has them. So Gabby claw. hanging out with her li- literal Wolverine. They have a Wolverine pet. <laughs> Gabby's probably up in it, like a little bit more than X-23 because they're like the cutest sister duel. So, they're gonna, so she's sort of doing a mentoring, hanging out thing? Yeah, so she's taking care of her now. Oh. So it's, I need to catch right. up. I, I think like I'm a couple behind, but right. uh, it's really fun. Oh, I like it. I might have to let you borrow it. Ooh, Maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe uh, I'll do that. But speaking of uh, cool young characters like X-23 and Gabby, how about The Little Mermaid? All right. So we heard there's everyone's has their opinion with like a lot of people are hating on it, which calm down. It's a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that uh, I believe her name is pronounced Hal or Hallie. Uh, Bailey has been, you know, picked to be Ariel mm-hmm. or The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Boy, so, and there's always and there's one thing that they miss with this. I mean, it's really not Danny irri- DeVito. It's really no. It's re- <laughs> what's really irritating is all the conversations because they've said, "Here's why we picked Hallie," and everyone's going crazy, and they've forgotten the important thing, which is really something you have to think about whenever you're doing a Disney movie that has songs in it. Is can this person sing? And I mean, I hear that she's got a tremendous voice. I, yeah, it's the sad thing. Everyone, it's like, well, you picked her because of her ethnicity. It's like, well, maybe she was the best one for the job. Did you ever think about that? See, I can't wait till we get to a time, Vicky, where yeah, that's what you're going for. Because so, all here's what I want. I want somebody that can act. I want somebody that can sing. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is I'm doing, because I will tell you right now, uh, Michael Burnham's character from Sino- uh, Sneakwood Martin Green, she is the Kirk that we don't know that we wanted because she is totally Kirk. She basically just does what she wants. She gives long monologues and tells people <laughs> how to be. And I tell all my friends, go, guys, this is such an homage to Kirk. Uh, the, her character is more Kirk-like than anybody I've ever seen in the Star Trek universe. Has she seduced any Green A? Aliens yet? Uh, she, well, she, well, she seduced a half Klingon, half human. Who knows what the hell? Close enough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I love her character, and yet if you told me, oh yeah, we're gonna cap, we're gonna cast Captain Kirk, but it's gonna be a female, and people would be out of their minds. But oh, you yeah. know, it's like, come on, if they're good, they're good. But I do have some other casting news. A lot of it is rumors. Uh, one being that Melissa McCarthy is gonna be playing Ursula the See, Sea Witch. I'm going to say no. I don't want that because there's one person that I want. As Ursula, and Who's I will this? campaign for this for okay. the end of my life. Louis Anderson, no, <laughs> he, <laughs> he plays he plays a good woman in you're, baskets. You're not wrong. Okay, and you're kind of along the same line for me, uh, Titus Burgess. 
You oh. may know him as Titus Andromedon from Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Oh. He played. Queen. Yes. He played Sebastian in the Broadway version. Okay. Oh. But he did a stand up, and you can look on YouTube and find him. He sings Ursula's song because he was like, well, after I played this role, I quit, you know, or, you know, the run was over, and I came back, and I wanted to do this, and they shot him down. But he did her song, The Poor Unfortunate Souls. You can find it online. He kills it, and he would be an amazing Ursula. And I and does she and, and Ursula sings in this, right? Yes, yes, yes. See, I, that's and the, Ursula was based on a drag queen, so I know people are kind of complaining. It's like, well, that is the history that she was based off this famous drag queen. Oh, really? Is she yes. Be betrayed by someone along those lines. Yeah, and uh, so I would, I would love to have Titus Burgess again, do that. It's a great. movie with mermaids; they can be whatever they want. Although right? I want Titus <laughs> right? now, I think he would be fantastic. See? Yeah. However, I know who we need to have is King uh, Triton, and he is campaigning hard for yeah, this on Twitter. Is. People okay. are making fan art, and he is retweeting this hard. This is Danny DeVito. No, <laughs> okay. Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah. Oh, King Titan. I, yeah, I did yeah. see him. And on there, and frankly, that would be hysterical. It would I be mean, perfect. Terry Crews is so awesome. I would love to see that. Yeah. There's some other yeah. people that are thinking Idris Elba. I'm like, come on. So if it's supposed to have a, it's supposed to be a little lighthearted. Terry Crews is really good at looking intimidating, but also he's actually really funny. Yeah. And but you know what? We don't know if Idris Elba can be funny. Sometimes these British actors will surprise you at how humorous they can be. So I yeah. wouldn't put it past Idris. We'll have to see how funny he is in Hobbs and Shaw. And it's it's yeah. <laughs> yes. well. And we have one more. Which, Do you think can Melissa McCarthy sing? By the way, I think so. Because, I mean, I love Melissa McCarthy. I, I'm a big fan. I just don't know if she can sing. If I've she can see, sing, I'm like, all right, okay, that's a good I, I saw a video of her singing, but I don't have audio with me right now, so I can't <laughs> listen to it. Well, I mean, I should but say, I mean, does I she feel, sing well? Yes. I don't know her yeah, for that. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I do need to talk about this other hopeful casting. This is a, I forget what they call it, uh, fan hope? casting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you guys remember The Little Mermaid at all? I know you had siblings. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I never I saw it. Yep. I, I, but I know it, but I never saw so it. So there was this grouchy, like, chubby like chef with the pointy uh, yep. mustache the who's that... trying to kill Sebastian. Oh, Chase yeah. Sebastian around with the meat cleaver. Danny DeVito! <laughs> oh. Stop Actually, it! Not Stop bad, me. but no. Yeah. People really want Gordon Ramsay to play the angry chef Louis. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That would be funny. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe cut back on the uh, the old f bombs and yeah. uh, maybe take it away from Hell's Kitchen. But oh See, my that's, god, yeah. that'd be funny. It See, would that's be. the thing. At this point of the ball game, I mean, if we do the things that we want just because you know, for the fans go, we just love that person. Then see, that's why it doesn't matter who plays a role because at this point, what do we love? What do we want? You it's would what never the fans think Gordon want. Right. You never and, think Gordon Ramsay would be in that role if not for what he's become. Oh, and if, honestly, if he's not a good actor, it'd be weird. So they obviously yeah. shouldn't cast him if he can't read if, lines. If Guy Fieri was doing it, be like, I'm going to oh. take this crab to Flavortown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Guy Fieri would be funny. I agree. Yeah. Guy Fieri is Ursula. I, I think heard, I, saw, I saw that yeah, picture. Some people have been trying to meme that one, too. But uh, right, yeah, Titus, Titus Burgess is going to be the hill that I die on on that, that one. That is awesome. I'm can't down argue. with you there. Until can't next argue. time, guys, stay dirty. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.